open your spirit uh, to the Lord, not to man, but just open your spirit up to the Lord. And if you'll open your spirit up to the Lord, um, he'll do it. I've learned something. His word's anointed. There ain't nothing wrong with his word. His word's anointed. I've been praying lately, Lord, your word's already anointed. Just help the vessel. <laughs> yeah, that word's anointed. That word don't change. <laughs> that word is yea and amen, is it not? All right. The Bible says, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. The Bible said, But Jonah rose up to flee into Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. From the presence of the Lord and went to Joppa. And he found a ship going to Tarshish, so he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. I said today, Anytime you leave the presence of the Lord, you're going to pay. I know people don't want to read it like that, but anytime you get out of the will of the Lord, it's going to cost. Anytime we start doing things on our own and saying, I'm just going to back away and do it my way, I promise you something's going to happen. That's not a threat. That's not a, ooh, I'm getting scared. That's just letting people know. Anytime you leave the presence of the Master... It always costs. I learned something about sin. Sin will take you further than you ever wanted to go. And it will make you do things you never thought of before. Got to be careful for, because of the world. They'd love to get us away from the presence of the Lord. And the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea. And there was a mighty tempest in the sea so that the ship was like to be broken. Anytime you leave the presence of the Lord, you're even like that ship. It feels like you're being broken sometime. So let me preach just for a few moments, all right? I promise I won't preach long. I want to just minister a few moments about don't panic and don't run. Don't panic and don't run. You all right with that? Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise one more time. Ask him to anoint us. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I give you honor, I give you praise. You can sit down if you would like. Jonah had heard uh, the voice of God, but he wasn't ready to accept the challenge that had been coming his way. In fact, God had given him a great instruction to go, but instead uh, Jonah decided to go uh, to another place. In fact, the Bible said that he rose up and then he went to Tarshish, but God at that whole present time had a different plan for him. Can I be honest in the building here today that sometimes God uh, has a plan for us, but when we begin and be impressed by the cares of life and we begin being pressed by the things that seem like is always coming against us, sometimes we end up it being our will and not the will of the Lord. And I've learned something about getting out of the will of the Lord. When you get out of the will of the Lord, something's going to happen. When you get out of the will of the Lord, something begins to take place and change begins to happen. So I'm here to tell somebody in 
in the house here today. Don't panic and don't run because God has us in his best interest. Can I tell somebody here today, I don't care what the world says and I don't care what the what's going on in your body, your mind, and your spirit, but whatever you do, you got and cannot leave the presence of the master. Whatever happens, you got to stay in the presence of of the master. In fact, in our hearts and in our minds, uh, we want God to do certain things, uh, but our flesh, uh, our mind, our spirit sometimes is always uh, trying to make us do something uh, a little bit uh, different. In fact, when we come to the house of the Lord, we can paint a smile on our face and we can always act like we're happy and we can always act like things are going on, but on the inside we could be crying out saying, you know what? If God could just somehow help me a little bit, I know I'm going to be able to make it. Uh, can I tell somebody in the building now's not time to throw in the towel? Can I tell somebody now not time to tuck your tail and run uh, and say, I think I'm going to try to find a little something else. In fact, if I could give you a testimony uh, about something that I heard a while ago, somebody's thinking and doing something else and all of a sudden the Lord uh, used someone that don't even come here and said, you better do this, this, and this, and this uh, because if you do anything else, uh, you're out of the will of the Lord. Uh, can I tell somebody you're in the will of the Lord uh, in this house? Uh, this is your house. House. This is where you're going to be saved. This is where your family's going to be saved. This is where your children or grandchildren are going to be saved. Can I tell somebody, don't panic and don't run because you're in the house of safety. You're in a place where God is alive and well. I want you to hear me. God has us in his best interest. When we begin and then after it doesn't go like we think, uh, we begin to question God. Uh, we begin to say things like, Lord, uh, don't you hear me uh, when I'm praying? Uh, Lord, uh, don't you hear that I'm crying out to you? Uh, they begin, I'm telling you, we begin to say sometime, uh, I'm in a valley uh, of a decision uh, and I'm trying to get an answer, God. Uh, do you hear me when I'm praying? Uh, can I tell somebody in the building, uh, just because you don't get your answer when you think you ought to get it doesn't mean God isn't hearing. Just because it doesn't happen like you think it ought to happen doesn't mean God doesn't know where you're at. Can I tell somebody in the house just sit back and say you know what I'm going to see the salvation of the Lord. I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to throw in the towel because God has something great in store for my life. You might not see it right now but I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread by allowing the enemy to cloud our minds it gives him too much credit he listens to our weakness and he feeds upon them but I'm not giving the enemy today any credit but I am going to expose him that he is a liar and he is a deceiver and he is the father of lies I'm telling you there's people sitting right here today under the sound of my voice that if the enemy had his way you wouldn't be here right now if the enemy had his way you'd be locked up you'd be strung up or strung out somewhere but I'm here to tell you the enemy has no power but I'm here to tell you even though you might be in the storm of your life don't panic and don't run because God is going to have the last say so 
You say, how do you know that? Because he's the author. He's the finisher of our faith. He's the answer to all questions. Uh, God knows exactly where we are because you know why? He has been there himself. Uh, the Bible says uh, that he talking about the Lord, was tempted uh, in all things. Uh, after questioning God, uh, it doesn't work. Uh, then again, you begin to question yourself. Uh, why should I even try? Uh, is it even going to work for me? Uh, why do I keep pushing myself uh, when it seems like I keep getting uh, the same answer? I'll tell you why. Uh, because here is why. You don't ever stop uh, when the enemy's coming against you. You don't ever throw in the towel and just take a back seat when the enemy is coming against you. That Bible said thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemy. What you need to do is tell the devil you come on. You bring on what you got because I got a man named Jesus. You bring on what you got because I got somebody that can work on my behalf. You come on and bring on what you got because I understand that I've got power over the devil. Do you know I got more power in my family? than he has in the whole world. Uh, the devil has no power. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. He's a father of lies. Uh, I'm telling somebody, don't panic and don't run. If you got given up on your mind, that ain't the answer. I won't expose, but today, someone come, just had a little given up, but the Lord, the word of the Lord comes to him. I heard the man tell the pastor, ain't going nowhere. Did he not? Ain't going nowhere. I'm telling you right now, the enemy can't stand it when people come to the house of the Lord. The enemy can't stand it when somebody worships the master. The enemy can't stand it when somebody says amen. The enemy can't stand it when somebody claps their hands. The enemy can't stand it when we begin to sing praises to the Lord uh, and somebody gets touched by the hand of the Lord. Uh, the enemy can't stand it when somebody gets the Holy Ghost. Uh, the enemy can't stand it when somebody gets baptized in Jesus' name. Uh, the enemy can't stand it when somebody gets a miracle. And I'm telling and it right now the enemy can't stand it that we're preaching about him and exposing him but I'm here to tell somebody in the building don't you dare panic and run don't let your circumstance change your mind about the house of God don't let what's happening change your thinking process about what God has for you. Moses had a promise from God and for the children of Israel and they were getting out of the land of Egypt and everything was fine and they were on the way to Canaan land and all of a sudden Pharaoh decided that he wants them back. You know, every once in a while you'll get a little reprieve thinking that all's well. It's just the enemy just waiting again to attack. Let me tell you something. If you're living for God, you're getting attacked. What's so nice about that, like the old song says, this world ain't my home. I'm just passing through. I'm just on vacation right here. I might be, I, this world ain't my home. I'm going to a place where there ain't going to be no pain. Ain't going to be no sorrow. Ain't going to be no trouble. My, my. Pharaoh decides he wants him back, but it's too late because God had already promised him the land. The Bible said, and Moses said unto the people, fear not, stand still. 
and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. Can I tell somebody, I'm promising you, it's only for a moment. It's only for a little while. It's only for just a time. It's only for just a season. It just seems like it's been forever, but I'm telling somebody in the Holy Ghost, I'm promising you, it's just a little season, but God says, you know what? I'm about to do a turnaround. There's about to be a change in the spirit. There's about to be something happening. We're going to get all the glory and the honor. I'm telling somebody in the Holy Ghost, don't panic. Don't run. Because God is on our side. few things about God. I say it all the time, but I might as well say it again. God don't lie. If God has given you a promise, then it's going to happen. If God told you it's going to happen, then I'm telling you it's going to happen. If God said your family's going to be saved, then I'm telling you now they're going to be saved. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't even think to believe nothing else. If God said your husband's going to be saved, then your husband's going to be saved. If God says your wife's going to be saved, then your wife's going to be saved. If you, God said your grandkids are going to be saved, he, you're going to be saved. If God said I'm going to work out that situation, that's exactly what God's going to do. Because God don't lie. You just got to make sure you're hearing from the Lord. Just such a believer that when, we, that when we pray and we believe that God always, always works out on our behalf. I read it today and I'll, I'll read it again in this, in this service here. I said, quitters never win and winners never quit. I didn't come up with that. Somebody else come up with it, but it sounded good, so I wrote it down. I'll give them credit. If y'all know them, tell them I said that good job there. I was telling the church this morning, three kind of storms coming in your life. Either you're going in a storm, either you're in the middle of a storm, or you're coming out of a storm. Well, some people say, man, living for God's kind of stormy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you know why? The enemy, I always say it, but I'll say it again just in case. The enemy doesn't mess with people that he already has. The enemy only messes with people that he don't have. <laughs> so, man, if you're in the middle of a storm, it's all right. If you're going into a storm, it's okay. If you're coming out of a storm, it's still going to be all right because God don't make mistakes. He knows exactly what's going on. I was, I was saying, saying again this morning, I said school wasn't my best subject. And uh, I went a long time. <laughs> yeah, I told him I went to reading lab six years. I went to summer school like six years. I said... It's bad when you get kicked out of summer school. I'll never forget getting kicked out. We was all there, and, and we'd kind of cut up and done a little something wrong, and the guy kicked me out, and I just thought he couldn't. I said, how in the world can you kick me out at summer school? Hello. I said, my mom and him paid 75 bucks for me to come. He said, Smith, adios. You're kicked out of summer school. When I come home, I told my mom I probably wouldn't be passing summer school. She said it wasn't my fault. I was the only child. She loved me. My wife says that's why I'm so spoiled. So, but it's okay. It wasn't my fault. I just ran a friend, and when I was tired of him, I sent him home. So anyway. <laughs> but speaking of storms, I, speaking of school, uh, I, I, I told the story here maybe before, but let me tell it again. I was uh, in a time of my life, 
having some things happening. And I felt like maybe just little storms and trying to make decisions, trying to figure out what in the world I should do. And so I was in sales, and so I just kind of took the car and I parked it in the park and I just kind of kicked the seat back. Uh, I ain't even going to say I was on my lunch hour. I just kicked my seat back, just going to take a little time for myself. And I asked the Lord to forgive me for stealing that time, but I was getting paid on salary, so it didn't matter. Um, I wasn't getting paid by the hour. So anyway, I just laid back a little bit, and a woman of the, the Lord called me. And she said, I just want to tell you something. She said, the Lord told me to tell you that he goes before you and make crooked places straight. And I thought to myself, ooh, what a word that I need right now because I'm in a turmoil of my life. Just feels like I'm just everywhere. When I, I kind of took that, I said, all right, Lord. And so I told her, I said, thanks for calling me. And so I just, I remember hanging up and I remember just laying back in my seat. And then I, I guess you would call it a day vision or, a, or whatever. I mean, I didn't like, I don't, I mean, it wasn't a, I don't know. I just like a day vision. I guess that's what I'd call it. And while I was there, I saw my old school teacher. And I always make a funny about that. I said, that was, uh, I was back in school, and I thought, boy, that's a, that's a, you know, horrible thought right there. But anyway, here I am with old Miss Duhon. And Miss Duhon really liked me. And uh, I had already missed like 65 days in her class. <laughs> you know, I didn't try to go to school on Fridays and Mondays because Friday was test day and Monday was makeup day, so I tried to miss those two. <laughs> If any way possible, I tried to just Tuesday through Thursday, but kind of like homeschool. Yeah, I'm kidding. Come on, homeschoolers. Yeah, mom, I can't go to church on. Uh, I can't go to school on Monday. We had church all day Sunday. Yeah. So anyway, I'm kidding. No, I'm not kidding. But she told me. She said. She told me. She said, if you just learn. If you just learn this Julius Caesar thing, you know, Julius, we come to praise you, not to bury him to good that evil men do, and blah, blah, blah. So I, I learned that whole thing. She told me, if you learn the whole thing and quote it in front of the class, I'll pass you with a D. I thought, they'll think I've been studying. <laughs> a D was a great grade for me. And so you could always put the line in the middle and make it a B. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So anyway, y'all don't do that, young people. So anyway. I'm just lighting it up because I'm going somewhere. <laughs> but anyway, there she was. And so uh, I was in the middle of a test in my little daydream. And there we were. And I had it before me and I'd realized that old Dave Smith hadn't studied for that. <laughs> I didn't know. And so in my daydream, I began to raise my hand. I began to raise my hand at Miss Duhon. And in my dream, Miss Duhon would look at me and she'd do her hand like that. And she'd say, shh. And I'd like shake my head in my daydream and, and then I'd raise my hand and I'd motion for her and she'd look at me and she'd do her hand like that and she'd tell me to put my hand down. And I remember in my daydream blurting out, Miss Duhon, my mom and them pay good taxes. You're supposed to help me here. <laughs> I know that probably ain't a good deal, but it's just what I said. And she said, put your hand down in my dream. And then when it was over, she come to me in my dream and she says, I saw you lifting your hand and I saw you calling out to me. She said, but I need to explain something to you. The teacher can never talk. 
when you're in the middle of a test. And in that dream, I woke up sitting in my car and I realized, oh, hey, God, you haven't left me. You're the teacher. And I'm in the middle of a test. And now I understand. That's why you can't say nothing. So I'll say it again, three kind of storms in your life. Either in the going into a storm, you're in the middle of a storm, or you're coming out of a storm. See, but I'm, I'm telling somebody, don't panic. Don't run. Because God has us in his best interest. What, whatever we need from the Lord, I'm telling you, he can do that. You see, because as long as God is the shipmaster, you don't have to worry about that storm. The Bible says, he says, whether shall I go from thy spirit or whether I shall flee from thy presence. He said, if I ascend up unto heaven, he said, thou art there. He said, and if I make my bed in hell, he said, behold, thou art there. He said, and if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the othermost parts of the sea, he said, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. You see, for the storm to be calm, as I kept reading that story and listening to that story last night and today, the mariners, see, they had to get Jonah off the ship because Jonah knew that he was the reason for the storm. Well, sometime when we just stop and start thinking about it, sometime we realize we're the reason for the storm. Sometime when we start thinking about it, we could be the reason that things are starting to come apart. See, he understood that he might die, so he asked them. He said, why don't you cast me off the ship? And when they cast Jonah off the ship, the word says that the winds and the waters calmed. The winds and the waters calmed. In the building here today, I'll say it again, might be a little shaking, might be a little moving, might be a little wind blowing, might be a little situations and things happening and things going back and forth and you're just wondering in your mind, what in the world? When now I've just come to realize even in my own life sometime that sometime the shaking's coming so I can be aware of my surroundings. Sometime that the shaking comes so that I can come to my senses and realize that you know what? It's not as bad as it seems. It's not as bad as it could be. But God's got my back. Well, you ever been in a situation... And you're thinking, man, this is it. And then all of a sudden, just something turns. And the Lord just steps right in. And you're like, oh, my goodness. If it wouldn't have been for the Lord, I don't know where I would have been right now. Huh? Can I get an amen? <laughs> it's, it's quiet, but it's right. Huh? Okay, huh? You ever just been in something and all of a sudden, it just seems like Jesus just whew, just rushes to your knee. And you're like, oh, my God. Thank the Lord if it wouldn't have been for him, dot, dot, dot. 
can I tell somebody? I know I've just kind of slowed down and calmed down. That's all right. But can I tell somebody in the Holy Ghost, don't panic and don't run because the Lord has us in his best interest. God wants to touch us and help us and bless us and use us. But we just have to believe that he can do it for us. So sometimes the storm is not a bad thing. Sometimes the storm, the situation, is not the end game. Sometimes the storm is just an awakening. My old bishop used to sing a song. He used to sing a song and it said, where did the wind go? And who stopped the rain? You know what? He used to talk about that. Where did the wind go and who stopped the rain? It's the Lord. When things begin to change, it's the Lord. When things begin to, to shift, it's the Lord. And what we have to do is be willing. Oh, this is going to be hard. We're going to have to be willing to let go what's in our hand so that he can in return let go what's in his hand. Huh? So don't panic and don't run in the house. Don't, don't, don't panic. Don't run. Because the Lord is going to take care of situations today. You say, you believe that, don't you, with all my heart? You, you believe he's going to do something with all my heart. Because I understand that when God's in charge, anything can happen. When God's moving, anything can happen. So you say you believe he can do it for me? No doubt about it. You believe he can handle it for me? No doubt about it. You believe God can do great and mighty things in my body, my mind, and my spirit? No doubt about it. You believe God can deliver me? No doubt about it. You believe he can handle the situation that's going on in my life? No doubt about it. God can do anything if, if we'll just let him. If I said today, if you feel like you're in the battle of your life and the storm of your life and you feel like your world's crashing around you and to ask you to raise your hand, can I just be honest? For some, it'd just be like, well, I'd rather not because then people are going to be wondering, I wonder what's happening over there. It's just the way we are. But to be honest, if we, if we would be honest, probably every person in this building, no matter what your last name is, no matter what your pedigree is, no matter what your nationality is, no matter what your financial status is, if we'd be honest, every person probably in this building has something going on that the Lord could take care of today. Every person in this building probably has something going on that the Lord could handle today. And you say, so you believe he'll do it for me? I believe he'll do it for you. You believe he'll work it out for me? I'm telling you, I believe he'll work it out for you. You say, so what are you saying? I'm telling you to don't, not to panic, not to run, because God wants to help us in this house today. Is that all right? Let's give him a hand clap of praise in the building. Now, I tell you, I wasn't going to preach long today, because here's why. The Lord's about to do a work in the building. God's about to touch people in the building today. 
I just felt like yesterday when he just dropped that in my spirit. I said, all right, Lord, I'm going to do what you asked me to do. But God's going to touch people in this house today. He's going to bless people in this house today. And if we need something and you want something, then I promise you it's going to happen in this place here today. You okay with that? All right. So now we, it's a truth-telling time. But if there's something in your body, your mind, or your spirit, there's something you'd like God to handle. I didn't say you're having problems and situations, but there's just something you'd like the Lord to handle. Anybody in the house here today? Yeah. Hands are being lifted all over the building. So that lets me know that we're definitely in the right place, definitely doing the right thing. So here's what we're going to do today. We're going to do altar so different today. In a few moments, I'm just going to ask everybody to stand. I'm not going to do my normal altar call. And I'm going to ask our ministers to come, our altar ministry, and every person that raised your hand and you would like the Lord to do something today, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you to come down to the front in just a moment. And we're going to come down. And then we're going to repent as a family. And then after we repent as a family, we're going to pray the prayer of faith. And I'm promising you the Lord is going to touch people in this building. If you're a guest here today, welcome to the friendliest church in town. If you're a guest here today, you're welcome to come and pray also. I was at one place and I walked back there and I said, you didn't... Did you want to come pray? They said, yeah, I wanted to come pray, but I was, I never been here before, and I was a little worried. I said, oh, don't be worried. I said, you're family here. So if you've been here more than five minutes, and you have, welcome to the family. I promise you, somebody has already come by and said hello to you or shook your hand or something, all right? So here's what we're going to do. If you're able to stand, would you stand? If you're able to stand, would you stand, please? All right? Here's what we're going to do. I'd like our altar ministers to come, if you don't mind. I'd like our altar ministers to come. We're going to get ready. We're about to pray the prayer of faith. And God's going to touch people in this building here today. Sweet Holy Ghost. Sweet Holy Ghost. There's a sweet presence of the Holy Ghost here. Yep. God's going to touch people here today. You might be next to a friend, a family member, a co-worker, a guest. You might be next to someone you never met before, but you raised your hand a while ago. Or maybe you didn't raise your hand, but now you're thinking, oh, I just thought of something the Lord could do for me. You're in luck at this church. He's a God of second chances here. So, But you'd like the Lord to do something for you in your body, your mind, or your spirit. And you want him to take care of a situation for you. And you're in this house here today. Would you just step out and just begin to come down right now? And here they come all across the building. Let's give them a hand clap while they're coming down. Now, don't stop in the halls. Come all the way down. People are coming all the way down. They're coming all the way down. Yep, that's right. They're coming all the way down. That's right. They're coming all the way down. Yeah. Yeah. People are still coming down. Why don't we give them another hand clap? People are still coming down. Come down this way. Come down this way. Yeah. Folks are still coming down. Folks are still coming down. Yeah. All right. Folks are still coming down. We're going to believe today. 
We're going to believe God can touch people today. We're going to repent as a family. And if you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, that can happen today. If you need deliverance, that can happen today. Whatever you need from the Lord, it can happen here today. So what we're going to do is, is we're going to repent as a family. And then our altar ministers are going to go through. And we're going to pray the prayer of faith. And we're going to believe that God's about to do something great in here. We're going to believe it's going to happen today. Yeah, we're going to believe it's going to happen today. All right, everybody good today? All right, let's repent as a family. Say, Lord, forgive me of all my sins. I'm sorry, Lord, for everything that I've thought, that I've done, that I've said, and that I've heard. Forgive me, Lord, of things I don't even realize I have done. I give myself 100% to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for my miracle, for my deliverance. Thank you, Lord, for filling me and refilling me with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Now, here's what we're going to do. Whatever you want from the Lord, I want you to begin to just tell him my altar ministers are going to begin to lay hands, and they're just going to sing, and we're just going to go through this altar, and we're going to pray. Now, if you're still in the congregation, I'm going to incorporate you today. I'm going to ask you that's still in the congregation to pray for everyone that's made a step down here. I'm going to ask you to pray for them. I'm going to ask you to believe and stretch forth your hands that the Lord will bless them today. And God's going to touch people in this house today. You believe that right now? Come on, let's begin to pray right now. By the authority of the Lord and by the authority of the name Jesus Christ, I'm asking you, Lord God, to touch them right now. I want you to begin to lay your hands, altar ministers. Find somebody to pray for right now. By the authority in the word and by the authority, God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, I'm asking you to touch right now in the name of the Lord Jesus in the name of the Lord.